I, I like to minimize the things I'm dependent on in the world. I want to minimize dependencies, right? And so um, that's, that's where I'm at. That's why I like to, there's a principle of cycling I like to, to use, whether it's cycling off of alcohol or caffeine or this particular exercise or, you know, this person <laughs> or Netflix. For instance, I just canceled Netflix for the next few months. I'm cycling off of Netflix. Uh, I took three months off of alcohol earlier this year. I'm always cycling on and off of things to keep my mind and, and my life. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice art of health hacking. I love, love, love that name of the book. And please welcome to the show, TJ Anderson. Is the mic working? Check yes, mic one. it is. Hey, friends, welcome. And thank you for having me, Chantel. I'm so excited to be here with your listeners. Let's, uh, let's, let's get into some health hacking. Yeah. So first I want to start out by you. And by the way, you have the best voice. I'm nominating you for the best voice of our guests. In the um, world. <laughs> um, but I would love to hear some of your own health hacking habits that you've created that you say, look, I do this all the time and it makes a huge difference in my health. You bet. Sure. Um, well, I like to breathe. I like to spend a lot of time in the sun. I like to not eat. I like to eat. <laughs> um, there's so much that goes into this, to this journey uh, of health hacking. And, uh, you know, I, there are lots of different practices that have become habits that I cycle in and out. Um, but let's just talk about this morning, for instance. Uh, I'll just like, you know, is that what you're looking for? Yeah. Is that sort of like a day in the life? Yes. Cool. So um, I let the sun wake me up naturally. I haven't used an alarm clock in months. Mm. I uh, spend at least an hour to an hour and a half outside in the sun, um, lying out on our deck and or walking my dog. Um, with no sunscreen to get full spectrum uh, sunlight in the morning um, prior to really even plugging in the Wi-Fi or getting on, you know, any sort of technology. Um, I sold my smartphone two months ago. I now use a flip phone. So for all of your users um, that are watching the video of this, you can see this is what a flip phone looks like if you've ever seen one of these before. <laughs> um, and so my morning, you know, I... The only thing I've eaten today are, uh, I guess it's 10, 15 a.m. mountain time. And I took some uh, supplements that are best taken with food. Otherwise, I would have fasted through the day even more. Um, and so I had, to, I had a little bit of food with said supplements. And the food I had was uh, two sugar-free or low-sugar um, cookies 
<laughs> so I eat cookies for breakfast. <laughs> My girlfriend and I have a couple's cookbook coming out uh, when we make lots of pita, uh, paleo keto uh, healthy desserts. Um, and, you know, I, I uh, uh, yeah, I like to, like to breathe, as I said. So a big part of my um, personal practice is what, what allows, what, what guides me through every aspect of my work of my days is how I'm feeling and my connection with uh, my body, my emotions, my heart, my breath, my nervous system um, from a emotional level and like a, like an actual, like a felt uh, psychological level. And, and so I'll do a lot of heart math, heart rate variability, heart centered breathing work. Uh, so, uh, there's a company called heart math. I talk about my book that does a lot around emotional resilience. So I like to, uh, uh, you know, do heart centered breathing exercises to increase my coherence, uh, which is, uh, a way of increasing your, um, like connected, uh, fluid heart rate variability, which is connected with like decreased mortality rates. So there's clear science. People want to look up some study, studies on this. HeartMath, again, is the leading organization in that space. Um, yeah, you know, and, and um, those, are, those are some tidbits of, of my morning. And, and I, I have a really powerful mantra I use often in my breathing exercises from a book called The Presence Process. If I would recommend two books for people to read besides mine, <laughs> The Art of Health Hacking, The Presence Process is one of the, one of the best books I've ever experienced. It's a 10-week process to deepen your connection with the now and do a lot of um, work to unravel our conditioned self and live more in the moment and cultivate more present moment awareness. And so the mantra for that, uh, it's six words that are connected with each of your breaths. So it's, it's connected breathing. So as you, uh, say each word, you do an inhale. So inhale, I exhale, am inhale here, exhale now inhale this, are in exhale this. So I am here now in this six words and you say each on um, each breath and you do that for 15 minutes. So that's one of the really powerful practices I use daily. Wow. So let's talk up, let's dive into each one of those real quick. So as far as the alarm clock, what time do you normally wake up? So like if you said, you know, I don't, I just kind of wake up when the sun comes up. What time do you normally wake up? Yeah. Good question. So, uh, anywhere between mm, six and seven thirty is the window. Okay. You know, it depends on what time I went to bed last night <laughs> and you know what I ate or if I ha had anything to drink that last night or I had a lot of travel. Um, yeah. Good. So let's talk about the intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. Everyone seems to be moving to time-restricted eating now. Um, but would you say on a normal day, if you weren't taking supplements, what time do you usually start when you're intermittent fasting on your eating window? Sure. Uh, so, um, I mean, like I said, it's, it's uh, you know, every day is different for me. I mean, and it's, the, the normal, the, like I don't have a, you know, uh, that time. 
I, I, I have different, yeah, I'm, I mean, my, my intention is to always live in the now and to sure. live in the moment. And that changes day, day, day in, day out. You know, sometimes I'll make a, a waffle, you know, <laughs> a paleo uh, waffle in the morning because recently we bought a waffle maker and I, and it reminds me of my childhood, right? These, these foods that we can health hack and make taste good. And, and so I used to do a lot more intermittent fasting and like measure my ketones and get into ketosis and be like uh, over the top about that. But I mean, you know, I'll, I'll eat around 11 or noon or sometimes one. I, I often do 24 hour fasts. I've done a few 48 hour fasts over the last few months and I'm interested in doing some three and five day fasts soon. Um, but, uh, as I said, we're right, we're making, we're in the throes right now. My partner, Amanda and I, uh, of creating a, a healthy couples cookbook. And so it's really hard to do intermittent fasting when you live in a house with her. She's such an amazing chef and the food she makes is just, it, and we don't have like a door that closes off our kitchen. We're in this like a thousand square foot flat in the mountains in Boulder. And so the kitchen's just such easy access uh and her food's amazing so um but yeah i mean I, th that's kind of an example of, of where awesome. i'm at yeah and then let's talk about you being in the sun we had a podcast guest that said he's so funny he was like the more exposure your body has to the sun the more vitamin d you're getting he's like so i go outside for 30 minutes a day completely naked in the sun now what about for you like first of all you're you're in boulder colorado so like in the winter it's super cold so even in the winter time you're saying i'm gonna spend an hour outside in the sun well it's it's interesting a lot of people have a that's a common misconception that colorado is super cold in the winter what you need to realize and remember is that um yes while colorado is higher in elevation is four seasons and often gets lots of snow. It's known as a winter state. It's also a very dry state, meaning there's less moisture in the air compared to say where I'm from in Iowa, where there's lots of moisture in the air. What that means is the summers are gonna be much more humid in Iowa because there's moisture in the air. And so thus it'll feel hotter. But out here in Colorado and Arizona, like in the summer, they call it a dry heat, right? Because there's less moisture. The same thing happens in winter with all the sun we get combined with the fact that winters have less moisture in the air. So it just doesn't feel as cold as it does in like say Iowa, um, where I'm from and, and God bless the Iowans for staying put. Those winters are brutal and they may only be getting more brutal here as we go. But the sun comes out all the time in Colorado in the winter and melts the snow right away. And here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that, uh, how our body responds, uh, the, our, body, our body is always responding to external stimuli to create a homeostasis experience in the now. So when you expose yourself to cold, what you're actually doing is warming yourself up on the inside. So as you're exposed to cold, it lowers the body temperature and the body responds to go back to homeostasis with that body temperature to warm up. So a cold shower, for instance, cold exposure outside actually warms you up combined uh, from the inside out, whereas hot actually cools you down on the inside. That's why like a warm shower or a warm bath before bed can be great because it cools down your body temperature, which can be helpful for higher quality sleep, lower body temperature. 
So those are just a few quick tips on, on, on temperature, uh, as you asked. Now, related to sunlight, uh, yes. Um, so we're, uh, in the winter, um, we're not like lying out nude as much, you know, and, you know, if I'm, if I'm, um, every now and then if I'm feeling crazy, I'll run out in the snow barefooted, you know, naked or in boxers and, um, with my dog, (laughs) but it depends. I mean, mostly what I'll be doing is, is probably wearing, wearing boots with, uh, my skin exposed if the sun is out, you know, so my shirt off, my shirt is often off. My shirt's always off. (laughs) Like first thing, (laughs) I mean, as a man, I mean, it's a lot easier than a woman, but to do that, um, but uh, the thing I will mention also in reference to your point around the other person you had around vitamin D. So um, vitamin D is actually um, not as present earlier in the morning and is more present during the middle of the day from what I've heard, learned, and read in my experience. Um, so there's different benefits for getting sun at different times of the day. And so while vitamin D is, can be higher during the day, um, the UV kind of killer wavelengths of light are also higher as well. So your chance of getting sunburnt in the middle of the day is higher. So it's, 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 about, a, it's about a mindful approach and knowing that there's so much that goes into it. There, there, there's actually a fascinating app, which I no longer use because I don't use apps on my, uh, on my flip phone these days. <laughs> um, but it's called, uh, it is, it's all about like your positioning on the earth in relation to the sun, your type of skin. Um, there's so many factors that go into it. I, I mentioned a story in my book. So this book took four years to write. And while writing it, I was like a nomad living on the road, traveling a lot. And uh, during this experience of writing the book, um, I had a... Uh, an, an, an issue, a, a visit to the emergency room that um, kind of scared me and woke me up. And that caused me to um, get into advanced blood testing and genetic testing, which spawned like six more chapters in my book. So the book, the book, the book is a self-coaching guide for like modern day health conscious consumers um, that want to like build their own like all-star healthcare team and self-care strategy. So I teach people how to build their team and get advanced blood testing and genetic testing and customize a plan based on all of that. Um, now my work is mostly for men, uh, in my day-to-day work, but the book is for everyone, men and women. Um, and so in that process, I got into my genetics and learned that actually I have a, uh, genetic mutation for my ability to metabolize vitamin D. So I have the vitamin D, uh, there's, there's, there's a few different, uh, variants for for that mutation there are a few different um, uh, vitamin D mutation options and I have one of them and so basically and I what you do is when you get your genetics you can compare and contrast your genetics to your biochemistry blood data as you change your lifestyle to see how based on your gen- you make a decision based on your genetics and your blood work and while your genetics won't change you can watch how your decision that you 
integrated in your lifestyle changes your blood work. Mm-hmm. And so I did that with my, my vitamin D. I got a, a blood serum test through Wellness FX to find out that I had like moderately low vitamin D living in the winter in Iowa. Go figure. And that was my excuse to my parents when I was writing my book. I was like 24. I just took off to San Diego on a one-way trip and was nomading throughout California because I was out there to get more sunshine. So that was my excuse to kind of play hooky and move out to San Diego uh, while writing my book. Um, awesome. Well, yeah. tell, so show everyone your flip phone again. One of my oh, yeah. really good friends, uh, Josh Smith, he just sent me an email and said, I want you to know, I no longer have my phone. So don't text me. I just got a flip phone. And he, this is a guy who's a super entrepreneur, has tons of businesses. I mean, when I got that email, I was flabbergasted. Like really? I was thinking to myself, I can't believe this guy did this. So you tell me, why did you do this? Who talked you into it? And what's your reasoning for, for doing the yeah. book? Great question. Uh, first off, you should connect me with me with your friend because yes. I'm really interested in, in hearing from him. But my reasoning, uh, I talked myself into it. Um, you know, honestly, here's my reasoning. Um, a, I like to run experience, experiments in general or make changes to my life that I feel have, uh, can have like an exponential impact in multiple areas, but specifically like health, performance, longevity, um, and, and also like real-time physical pain. So I was actually experiencing physical pain while texting and overusing a smartphone and, and also typing and um, while writing my book. And so I, I like to, I start my book off with like sharing all the issues in my own tissues. And so I have, um, I think I would come out with a comedy bit sometime soon called issues in my tissues, but I, it's true. You know, I have a lot of tendonitis and some nerve stuff. I was a mascot in college. So I have C5, C6 bulge disc nerve stuff going on. So, and, and I'm, and I, and I, what I've, so, so, that combined with what I have um, learned about um, our smartphones abilities uh, to listen, they do, they had, you know, not all humans listen well, but man, AI and smartphones and technology, man, they listen really good. Uh, and you know, that kind of weird thing when you are talking about something and then you see an ad for it five minutes later, well, they're not in your mind. They're, in your phone and your phone's listening. <laughs> I mean, if people haven't woken up to that yet, like that's something to do some own research and, and do some own, your own experiments with it. And, and it's really- Well, we just had, I just had a friend of mine, Brett, who is a Facebook guru, uh-huh. Brett Rutowski, he does Facebook guru and he taught us a class yesterday. Okay. He said, literally, him and his wife were talking about uh, Gatorade Zero. Without it, and so I don't. I I like to minimize the things I'm dependent on in the world. I want to minimize dependencies, right? And so um, that's that's where I'm at. That's why I like to. There's a principle of cycling. I like to to use whether it's cycling off of alcohol or caffeine mm. or this particular exercise or you know, this person (laughs) or Netflix, for instance, I just canceled Netflix for the next few months. I'm cycling off of Netflix. Uh, I took three months off of alcohol earlier this year. I'm always cycling on and off of things to keep my mind and, and my life sharp and elevated. So amazing. Now, how long have you been without the flip phone now? 
How long is uh, it? Just over two months. Yeah. Two months. Uh -huh. And what would you say is the number? Like, give us the top two apps that you'd say, it, I, I miss these two the most or would it be the GPS and maybe well, I'll tell you how I'm handling with them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Jeep. It's well, the GPS is gone and I've, I, I, it helps me prepare more. So I don't really actually miss that. Um, Venmo. I mean, my girlfriend, my partner, Amanda sends money for me, logs in on my Venmo on her phone, the aura ring. So I have an aura ring. I can't use the aura app except I'm using it on her, her phone. So a lot of people would say, Oh, but you're still using a smartphone, but like, I'm also, I, I've cut down our risk in half of the amount of people like mm. listeners or, you know, the EMFs. And I, I'm only using her phone for those couple of things. Uh, and so other than that, I mean, I don't know that I'm missing many other apps these days. I can't, I can't think of uh, the heart math. I can't use the heart math app. So I haven't forgotten. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realize that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to ChantalRayWay.com video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayWay.com slash coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. I have a solution for that. Um, I might use it on my on Amanda's phone or find another solution with my computer. But yeah, it's going great. Awesome. So out of all the different health hacks that you talk about, what would you say would be your top two or top two, three that you say like, this is everyone should do this daily. Anything that you haven't mentioned, or you say, this is the one that I should do. I know you were, when you were coming on the show, you were putting some shea butter on. Right, um, right, right, right. Anything that you say, these really are kind of my my big ones? I mean, uh, there's just so many. And, and, I, and I don't want to be the guy that says like, you have to do this one thing because I don't believe in that, right? I mean, I believe everyone finds their own thing and their own, um, it's what I love doing is like radical self-empowerment, right? So I love to provide the landscape and the opportunity for one to reflect on and take action in their own lifestyle. So for instance, I have uh, a, a few self-coaching exercises to help people like literally coach themselves in like five or 10 minutes to create like zero laser in on their clarity of the most important goals in their own life. Because my background, another thing we haven't talked much about is like behavior change science is like, if, if we, if the goal is better health, better energy, better performance, better relationships, overall quality of life and well-being, you know, then, then we need to have a sustainable plan 
that looks at the, the how, what, and why, where, when of optimal health behavior change. And so um, that's, if, if there's one thing that like the health hack I would recommend is someone to develop and cultivate their own self-coaching practice of reflection in their lifestyle. You know, yes, we can talk about surface level things about, you know, shea butter, or, you know, like what's best for the skin in and out of sun. Shea butter is one of our favorites we get here in, in Boulder from Rebecca's Apothecary. Uh, I, I, my deodorant, the tagline at the top is nothing bad. Oh, I love that deodorant. I use that one. You use this one? Yes. Oh, I, I found it. this in a mountain town, Nederland, like 40 minutes from I here. I found it. We have it at our TJ Maxx, actually. They sell it at TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. So, yeah, there's Palo Santo, frankincense, and vanilla. Yes. One, uh, I use a, an up, a health-hacked version of cologne from a mm. company called Alitura Presence. Ooh. So, this has like amazing essential oils in it. it smells like we'll have to put that in the show notes. Also. Totally. We'll, yeah. You can put all this in the show notes. Uh, blocking blue light um, all day, artificial blue light indoors. Mm. Like we, we get so much natural sunlight up in our house. You won't see any bulb on in our house um, wow. till the evening until we're cooking. Even then it's like very minimal. We have red light at night. We'll wear blue blockers. So these are blue blockers that block a little blue light. Mm. Um, like, and so I wear the, these are prescription as well. So I'll wear blue blockers, uh, especially at night, sometimes during the day. Uh, but I'll have the software on the computer that removes the blue light uh, starting in the morning, really, and progressively getting darker into the night. Um, you know, drink high quality spring water, uh, infrared sauna we have in our spare bedroom. So just the other day, my big kind of recalibration, like stack of health hacks. The reason I can't just stay, say one thing is my part of my, the secret sauce for helping people like create that sustainable behavior change is stacking their health hacks on top of each other. Meaning instead of just focusing on like nutrition this week, if you focus on nutrition, movement, and sleep a little bit in each category, of course, prioritizing the most important, but a little bit of each, and you have one main goal in each of those categories, you'll be more successful in each of those because one habit will affect the other. Getting great high quality sleep and recovering will help you make better nutrition habits, will help you move better. And so it's all interconnected, right? And so I like to help people stack their health hacks uh, and I call it habit stacking and so, um, I love that. anyways, habit, stack, yeah. habit stacking. I love that. Yeah. Let's jump right into the listener questions. This cool. question is hysterical. Um, it's from a girl named Casey in Philadelphia. She says, I've been hearing a lot about meditation and mindfulness lately. Should I be meditating daily? Can meditation really help me reach my fitness and work goals? And how do I even do it? Do I just cross leg and say, um, <laughs> That's, Isn't that hysterical? That's very funny. What's up, Casey? Thanks for the question. If you're listening, yeah. Oh no, she's she's great. She sounds like she'd be um, fun to talk with about all of this sometime. Um, to so, are you wanting me to answer this question? Yeah. So, if someone really wants to do meditation, let's right. talk about you. For you, yeah. what do you do to meditate? How long do you do it? And what do you suggest? Like, what is she? Does she start by saying, okay, I'm going to meditate every day at between 
8 a.m. and 8.30 or kind of walk her through like, here's the next steps to start meditating? Yeah, you bet. Great question. So first thing I would share was that you can create a meditation practice without meditating. Mm. Meaning you can add meditation and mindfulness while you're doing the dishes, while you're taking your dog out, while you're showering, <laughs> while you're doing your duty in the morning, instead of being on your iPhone, right? The eye poopers of the world. It's a lot of people put meditation on a pedestal because they think it has to be sitting down with the gong going and the sage burning and creating this experience that's just like perfect. Yes, sitting down to do mindful meditation, breathing exercise can be great, but I'd say there's two ways you can add meditation. One is adding meditation to your existing practices of life. So practice that maybe that mantra I shared earlier and connected breathing. A lot of people can get lost with meditation. And what I find found is a big reason is they're not connected to the breath. And so what adding a mantra does on top of a breath. So focusing on the breath, the inhale and the exhale is one thing on its own. If you had connected breathing just on its own, where you were mindfully connected to your breath at all times. I mean, if you think about it, if you're listening to this right now, how many of your listeners are consciously connected to their breath? And just now talking about breathing probably has people a little bit more interested or mindful or connected to their breath, right? But if we add a little bit more mindfulness to the connection to our breath and then add a mantra on top of that. So give little, us an example. Give us an example of that. While you're driving, mm -hmm. while you're driving, practice this mantra. As you inhale and exhale, you're saying, I am here now in this and it's a really, can be a really beautiful expression. Like that's just what works for me. That's what I learned six years ago, seven years ago when I read this book for the first time. Um, and so, you know, that's one example of how you can add mindfulness and meditation into your normal day. Now, when it comes to the morning or actually sitting down to meditate, um, I would suggest first thing in the morning or right before bed. And here's why. Right before bed, you're stacking your hacks. It'll actually help you sleep better, right? So you're not just meditating to meditate or de-stress, but you're meditating to optimize your sleep and also like calm down and recenter and like, and really restore and find a good, solid, peaceful place before sleep, which can be just so meaningful to how well you feel when you wake up in the morning. So impactful. So, so that's one option. Um, so I would, I would play with the timing, but these, those are two good times because, um, so that's why for evening, but for the morning, what happens is your brain waves as you're going from a sleep state to a waking state, I believe they stay in, in, in the alpha meditative state and you're able to better meditate and, or like, find that zone of mental relaxation and focus um, while you're meditating, like right after you wake up, like before you go to the bathroom, before you drink water, before you get on your phone uh, or don't get on your phone. I don't want to project that people are getting on their phone before you, you know, for me, some, sometimes I'll do it before I go out and take my dog out or feed my dog. Now that can be hard sometimes when you have a dog or a child really wanting to be taken care of. So 
play with it. Find the times of your day when you can carve out your me time, your individual time, and then experiment. You could, I, I would recommend starting with a mantra and a breathing exercise, say, for example, before trying an app, I like to minimize things I'm dependent on, right? So like tech, technology, like some people swear by different apps for meditation. I'm an analog guy. And, and so that mantra can really help. I am here now in this. And you can link the, the book, The Presence Process, in the show notes. Um, a couple other things to say is like, you know, you don't want too much water in your belly. You can have a little bit of water before meditation, but you don't want to have to pee. You don't want to have too much energy. So maybe a little bit caffeine, but not too much, especially if you're sensitive. Um, you know, I like to have a decaf coffee first thing in the morning or like um, some mushrooms or, you know, from Four Sigmatic. Um, but, um, but yeah, find your, find your me time in, in a relaxing setting and just breathe and, and stay right. connected with your breath. All right, this next question is from Mark in Tuscaloosa, which I don't even know where that is, but it says, how clean should I be eating to be at my peak healthiness? I've already cut back on gluten and dairy, but a bunch of my super healthy friends say that I should cut out all sugar and soy too. I think I'll starve if I do that. Do I really need to go that clean to be healthy? Mark in Tuscaloosa. What up, Mark? I think uh, I love it. Great question. Really good question. And lots of good question marks and exclamation points at the end. I think Tuscaloosa, is that in Florida? I think it's somewhere down south. Um, hey, Mark, um, how clean should you be eating? Well, to both your questions, like the other thing I will say is um, <laughs> what, what I do in my book and my work is also to like, help instill more loving, conscious, intentional communication with oneself. So through these self-coaching exercises, like the words we say to ourselves and use like how we speak and what we say, those words carry energy to them. So the shoulding, like I know a lot of times asking like, what should I do in terms of like what's best for me? Um, but I, I have a joke in my book that says, um, uh, don't should on yourself and don't should on others. You wouldn't want to should on yourself um, in terms of like telling people they should do that. Like that's a little bit maybe worse than shooting on yourself. Like it's your choice if you want to shoot on yourself, but being mindful of communication with others. Um, but in this instance, like you don't have to do, you, you shouldn't, if I, if I were to say what's best for you to be at your peak healthy, healthiness, as far as eating goes, it would be eating um, twofold for, for different principles, all right? This is what we're saying in our cookbook. Amanda and I, we swear by this. Eating for both pleasure and performance. That's what we feel it's about. And, and everything starts and ends from there. And that doesn't mean your pleasure can't have great ingredients in it that allow you to have great performance. And that doesn't mean your performance foods have to taste like cardboard. Like they can all taste great and they can all be filled with great ingredients. Mm. So uh, I know you were probably being a little bit, uh, he's probably, you know, joking around a little bit in terms of like, if you cut out all sugar and soy, you might starve. I mean, I, I know you're making that comment in jest, um, but uh, do your own research on, too much sugar and soy in the diet on PubMed, and that will answer your question for you. 
and, and or experiment with it. Like if you're even wondering about whether or not taking those two things out, for instance, of your diet are good for you, then it's worth you kind of creating your own experiment around it. Uh, and because so talk about you for just a second. So for your, for yourself, and I love what you said. I think that's, I just love that you need to eat for pleasure and performance. That right. is so key. I love that. Thanks. You've had a couple, you have a couple of really great, great lines. I love like <laughs> one. Yeah. You are the king of one liners. I love it. But so well, we got to make this stuff stick and we got to make it yes, simple. Yes. Yes. So talk about for you, what do you eat? Talk about some of the things that you say, yeah. this is what I eat for pleasure. Totally. And then here's some of the things I eat for performance. And here's some of the things I personally made the decision. I'm going to limit this because I can't have peak performance adding too much of this into my diet. You bet. You bet. So I'll share that in a second, but one other thing I wanted to mention related to performance, like, so how do you measure success? Like, that's a big question that a lot of people might like think about. And yes, if they're losing inches around their waist, they're losing body fat, if that's an area where they need work, or um, if their doctor says, oh, your cholesterol has come down this much, or like the ways of, of us affirming ourselves and, and having confidence in our success of whether or not we're being successful or not all comes down to how and what we measure in our world. And so I have a big chapter in my book called measure what matters. And so heart rate variability is in there, as I mentioned earlier, uh, for something to track and measure on a daily basis. For instance, the heart, uh, the aura ring actually measures your heart rate variability and they give you a readiness score just from the finger. So uh, I'm a big fan of the aura ring. O U R A. Uh, the best wearable on the market, in my opinion, gets better data on the finger than the wrist, has a EMF free, like no Wi-Fi at night, so you can sleep soundly, sleep really well without exposure there. Um, but uh, speaking of measuring what matters, in terms of creating, like, like eating as healthy as possible, um, eating for pleasure, yes, that's important. Easy, eating for performance, yes, that's important. But what does that really mean? So eating for, for, for performance, how do we define success? So mental clarity, mental focus, mental energy, physical energy, uh, maybe um, creativity in the mind, like there's, there can be. Well, thank you so much. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.